Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod. The podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... All right, joined here by 18-year-old Alex Mickelson uh, in the improvisational studio inside the tournament hotel here in Little Rock. Um, what a venue. Yeah, this is this is uh, quite a professional studio. Yeah, obviously. I would agree. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. It, I, I appreciate this. We tried to make it happen during the clay court. Um, it's challenging. Yeah, it didn't, didn't work out there. <laughs> um, you know. Losing first round, had to catch a flight, so yeah, I had to go pretty quick. Happens. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, think, I think you had a late night. If, if memory serves you, you, had a really, really late night, right? Yeah, I, I had to stay the <laughs> night in the airport in Atlanta, so that's what I get for uh, losing that match, I guess. It was a, you know, Patrick Kipson had a decent little run there. He did. In the green clay, so he's, he did. he's uh, experiencing one end of our sport right now, and yep. you're experiencing another. Yep. Um, just just kind of talk about your how you've taken it in over the last say nine months, I guess September was when you first started having that pro taste really. Um, yeah. what, what's it been like for you over the last nine months, just learning how things function? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, everyone's good at, at all levels. So it's, it, it was definitely hard to make the jump from futures to, to challengers. Um, you know, the wild cards have been, have been helpful. I've had a few here and there yeah. help me on a um, couple good runs and a couple tournament tournaments um, from futures to challenge. Like Rome was a wild card final there. Right. I mean, Super nice to have that that help, and um, yeah, it's 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 definitely not easy to navigate. I didn't really nine months ago. If you told me I'd be two sixty <laughs> in the world, I would be like, "What do you, what the hell are you saying?" But here we are. So all it's, the hard work. It's interesting you say that because I was just doing doing you know my twenty minute research to make sure I, I catch up on everything. But yeah, reading an article about you about a, a year ago where you were saying the same thing that you just said like a year and a half ago if you <laughs> really? told me I was going to I think it was the Australian Open Juniors if memory serves oh, yeah. and you were just like I wouldn't have thought that was possible when you were yeah. 15 and a half right this is a big jump in a, in a lot of period of time so you are meaning to tell me at 14 15 you just didn't think this was even remotely possible well no I mean I was in before COVID I was in regular high school I just you know I, I played high school tennis I was 
I was good. I was like top 40 in my class. I was yeah. still a solid tennis player, but I mean, I never thought I'd be playing the ITF juniors, yeah. the slams, the futures. I never, ever thought that was going to happen. But Why not? It wasn't really in the cards for me. I never okay. really like, I never really thought I had the level. And um, once COVID hit, I just, I was training like a madman, Okay. even at 15, 16. And I feel like a lot of people didn't train as hard as I did in that, in that, you know, four month period where it was hard to get courts and it was hard to do all that. But we were fortunate enough to have courts uh, close to where I lived. And um, I remember winning like five junior tournaments in a row <laughs> in SoCal. And I was like, oh, wow, like I'm, I'm not bad. Yeah. So it was, um, it was kind of realization in 2020 and, and 2021. And I just kind of just have been going up since then. And Eric and Jay, I found them in early 2021 yeah. as well. So they've, they've helped me tremendously since then. Um, for people who might not know, you, you do come from a family of tennis players. Yep. Both of your parents were collegiate stars. Yep. Um, it, it's, it, it can go both ways, right? Like you can have those parents who are overly involved and you ruin a career. It right. seems like that's not the case here. It looks like they really wanted you to kind of grow at your own rate. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, they never really pushed me too hard in terms of like, do, do like if I wanted to quit at 15, they would have been totally okay with it. And mm -hmm. I could have just played. I was in baseball at the time, I think, or not, maybe not. I wasn't in baseball when I was that old, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were, they were supportive of, of whatever I, I wanted to do. There wasn't really like my mom pushed me on the court to like play a lot, which is yeah. good. And I, I wanted it, and um, I'm really glad that happened because if, if she wasn't pushing <laughs> me and pushing me, like, then I wouldn't be where I am for sure. But um, in terms of playing, yeah, they've never really, like, if you don't want to play this tournament, you don't have to play this tournament. It's all coming from, from me. And, um, yeah, so that, that's, I don't think they're not, they're not overly involved like some other parents are, which yeah. is, which I'm really thankful for because <laughs> I've seen, I've seen it happen. We all have. We all have. Yeah. And uh, it's. Yeah, it's just one of those things. How are they handling the success now that from from their side? How are they? Are, have they changed at all? No, they haven't, they haven't changed. Um, I mean, it's obviously a surprise for them too, because I mean, again, no one really thought this was going to happen. But uh, no, they're handling it pretty well. You know, keeping my head on straight, keeping their yeah. heads on straight. You know, it's um, yeah, they've been handling it pretty well. Uh, yeah, it's, nothing's really changed too much. I'm wondering if if some of those those moments on the court with your mom that, that you just mentioned yep. uh, the, the the initial thing that I remember from that week in Tiburon the, the win over over Jerry there yep. I, I didn't really know anything about you at the time didn't know your playing style had nothing but yeah. I just remember in the first couple of games you could see there was this scrappiness this willingness to compete that is Always. that is something that's a can really stand out sure uh, even you know weapons no weapons that eagerness is something. Where did that come from over the last five, six years? I think that's come from, from me. I've always been a very competitive person from literally anything. I remember from a young age, I, I hated losing. I remember when I was like 10 playing baseball, I'd cry after literally every <laughs> single game I lost. I hated losing. I've always hated losing. And I'm not crying like a little baby now, but like I used to, I used to just be crying and crying yeah. when I lost when I was younger. And, um, yeah, I just, I hated losing and that's, I, I just try my hardest not to lose. I've yeah. never tanked a match and I never, I don't think I ever will. Um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's fully come from me and just the way, the way I am. Do you, do you understand yet that that is something that goes away for players at times? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I've seen, you know, some of these guys who are a little older in their careers, they, they don't have the same fighting spirit as, as I did when they were my age or mm -hmm. a little bit older. Hopefully I'm not like that in 10, 15 years, but <laughs> But yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to keep that competitive edge yeah. for, for, you know, some of these guys, two decades and the guy like, I mean, that's, it makes you look at guys like Novak, like, oh my God, this right. guy's a, this guy's an absolute beast. This guy's right. a, a monster. I mean, mentally is just unbelievable yes. and you can't, you can't really beat that. So. Okay. So, so going back to your parents though, 
I'm going to guess that you can tell me exactly when you were first able to beat each one of your parents. Is that accurate? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, we, <laughs> we never we never really played points. We just okay. kind of just rallied and like did drills. Yeah. Um, I remember playing like three out of five set matches with my mom when I was like 10, 11. I remember we were on vacation in Oregon and I beat her. <laughs> I think I, we played three out of five and I beat her like in four sets. And I was like so proud of myself. I was like 11. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was like the last like like proper match we've, yeah. we've played. Okay. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> A lot of fun. Um, so you, you mentioned Eric and Jay, um, and obviously yep. with, with Georgia, obviously Eric Diaz gets a lot of kind of the, I don't know, people kind of make that association with your sure. commitment to, to yeah. Georgia and, and, and the legend down there. But talk about Jay's involvement, how, how you guys have structured the last couple of years. I know you said when you first started with them, you didn't have a forehand, you didn't have a serve. No, it didn't at all. <laughs> um, so, so what has been kind of the main components that you've been working on over the last couple of years with those two coaches? I mean, definitely just, I, I've been grinding every single day of the serve and the forehand. It's, it's not where I want it to be yet, but I mean, when I first got there, it was, it was mostly Jay coaching me. Mm -hmm. And when I, um, the first, you know, couple, maybe four or five months, it was almost always Jay. Yeah. And, um, and then I started like going, like taking college visits. And then Eric was like, and I almost went to TCU actually. I was really, okay. I like TCU a lot. And then Eric's like, you got to go visit Georgia. And then I visited Athens <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't really like push me too hard to go, Yeah. but I mean, I just, I loved it. And you know, you see the success that Ethan's having right now. I yes. mean, they had a good season quartering, you know, elite eight. So yeah, I, th I feel like I made a good decision on the college part for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wasn't going to go this route this early, but where, where <laughs> Here we are. are you? Yeah, no, I mean, we've got to talk about it. Obviously, that's going to be a question for you over the summer, how you're handling the right. enrollment situation. Yeah. What's, what's kind of the, do, do you have certain things that will click over and say, I'm not going to go to school? Is there anything like that that would, if it happened, it would trigger it? I mean, it's not, I haven't really thought about it like that. I okay. mean, there's probably something if I, you know, if I get top like 150 by the end of summer, like, okay, probably not going to go to college, but yeah, it just, it really just depends on, on the results of the next couple months. And, um, I'm trying not to think about it too much because, sure. you know, it might, might affect the play a little bit, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just all dependent on that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I listen, last year, this time, uh, was Ben had just won, Ben Sheldon had just won the NCAA title. Right. Yep had no expectations of, of leaving Florida yet. Uh, and then just had this, had a great incredible summer, summer, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's one of those things you, you just seem like you might just be open to anything that can happen. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And if I have an incredible summer, then great. And if I don't, <laughs> then off to Athens, you know, yeah. it's a win-win really. So. Yeah. Ethan Quinn, obviously just winning the NCAA title, um, as well. Yeah. I, I can't imagine he sticks around with a $60,000 payday coming up in August, September. That's got to be challenging, but I, I do know that you're part of a big class that's coming into Athens yeah. that I know that that has to be a motivational factor. For yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of, you know, good guys. We've got Ignacio who's, who's top 10 in the juniors and I know him. He's a good kid. And we've got three walk-ons that, you know, I've, I've watched them play a little bit, very talented kids. Mm. Um, they can get a lot, lot, lot better, uh, especially under Manny and Jamie's watchful eye. They'll, yeah. they'll get better. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. And even if Ethan does leave, we've got, we've got plenty of guys, you know, yeah. maybe not that caliber yet, but, you know, we, we won't be short on guys, which is which is good. You mentioned TCU. Um, I, I love Devin in particular. He's a close friend of mine, Devin Bowen, the assistant coach, uh, David Raditi down there as well. 
You've also obviously a Southern California boy. I mean, there's some great schools, some great yeah. programs down there. Yeah, yeah. What what does it what does it take the, to take you out of those con, you know your top two schools being TCU and Georgia that that's got to be kind of a, a unusual thing right yeah there. I always wanted to get away from really? from home a little bit yeah just experience something a little bit different um, that was kind of my thinking back in the day and um, yeah and I just never really wanted to yeah I never really considered USC or UCLA mm. or USD or anything like close to home like yeah. that never never really and. Um, yeah, I just always wanted it because I never really traveled when I was younger. Okay. Until I was about 16, I wasn't, or 17, I wasn't, like, barely traveled at all for yeah. tennis, barely done anything. So I just kind of wanted to get out there and explore a little bit. I, I, I love traveling, even though we're in Little Rock right now, yeah, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know, I still, I still like the journey, you know? That's, that's the thing, though. You can find something in every city you visit, you know? I mean, something. Like, like a Waffle House. First time I've been to Waffle House. Let's go. No, listen, I took, <laughs> I took Noah Rubin to uh, his first ever Waffle House. He hated me the next morning. So Why? I, his his very New York stomach oh, could not handle, handle the yeah, grease yeah, yeah. of a Waffle House. It <laughs> yeah, was, it's a rough night for Yeah, him. It's, a, it's a lot of grease. <laughs> I like to think I have a strong stomach, so I, Waffle House is uh, is good. You are... Um, yeah, you need that flip. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, running away from a, Yeah, this hotel carpet, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, in my interactions with you have been limited, but I, I can tell you have... Um, that, that that kind of that borderline confidence cockiness kind of a thing. Yeah, a like little bit, you, maybe. You you believe in yourself. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that can be especially when you go through that junior grind for four, five, six years when you're especially traveling internationally. Yeah, it's a war. That can that can beat that confidence out of people. How important is it for you to keep that self belief, that mental belief in yourself? Yeah, I mean, I've. It's very. It's probably number one mentally to always just believe in yourself. I've never really, whatever in my entire life, walked on the court thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna lose this match." I mean, I played Cabal and Fair at the U.S. Open and doubles. Yeah, that was right. the one I was like, "Ah, may, maybe I won't <laughs> win this one." But I'm always like, whoever I play, it doesn't really matter. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give my best effort. And I, I truly believe I've yeah. like convinced myself that I'm gonna win, even if I, even if I get killed. Like I, even before I walk out on the court, I'm like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win." So yeah. who, do, who does that, like, in, in who you've kind of grown up and watched, like, who's that person for you in terms of that mentality side? It's hard to say. I don't really know. I okay. mean, I've never really had had someone like that. And, really? you know, all my friends thought I was crazy, and I was like, oh, I can beat this guy. I can beat this. <laughs> you know, I tell them, they're like, they're like no, no, no. And then yeah. I lose. They're like, I was right. I was like, yeah, you were right. But, you yeah. know, maybe not, maybe not next time. But <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that that's always come from me and just the, the way I am. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I remember hearing an interview you did right after you beat Pui. Uh, was that Tallahassee? Is that right? Yeah, Tallahassee. Yeah, you yeah, beat yeah. Lucas Pui, that, and, and somebody said, you know, it's a top 10 guy. Yeah. And I just remember, I was just overhearing it, and he, he just said, well, yeah, I've already beaten a guy who was top 10 yeah, in Jack Sock. Jack, and it was yeah, just yeah. like, some people could take that as really cocky. Really? But, like, but it's just like, no, that's absolutely that's completely correct. Sure, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, like, it's one like one of those, like. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen the level before. I, right. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. I mean, they're both very, obviously very, very good players with, with amazing careers. I wish yes. I could have that. I mean, but I mean, yeah, this, I mean, I've just, I've seen the level before, I guess yeah. you could say. They're both, both top 10, so. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so so yeah. I, I think you probably have maybe heard, if you haven't watched the, the commentary back, some of your matches, but maybe somebody at home has told you. I've, I've mentioned Jensen Brooksby. Oh, as, yeah, that's been, that's been mentioned I, since I was like 15. Perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I'm not, not on like, like – um, you know, the, obviously the backhand slice was the initial stroke yep. kind of comparison. The two-handed chip. The two-handed yep. chip. But, uh, yeah, and mentally I see a lot of the very strong similarities between the two of you, never giving a single shred of an ounce of anything to, right. to an opponent. And I, I'm just wondering what you've taken from his career over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's doable, I guess, because we, we have a very <laughs> similar game, you know. Uh, our serves need, need some work, and our, ba- our back ends are, are better shots off the ground. And, um, yeah, both, you know, 6'4 boys from, from California with the, with the two-handed chip. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really cool to see. It's like and yeah. my parents have always told me, my coaches have been like, oh, my God, this guy this guy really? is literally you. He like, looks, yeah. like, looks like you plays the same place. Yeah. But so, I, know, I also read cool. that you really loved Gail Monfils. Oh, over yeah, the yeah, last. yeah, yeah. I, oh, for sure, by far, my most favorite player to watch growing up. So talented, so fast, so athletic. Do you Always have awesome. that athleticism? Not like Gail. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No chance. <laughs> What's, what, what is the part of it that you try to incorporate into your own game, though? I mean, that guy can get to any ball. Yes. He's so fast. And if I could do that like he does, then I would be super proud of myself. But there's yeah. no way I can do that. But um, I, I try to get every ball. You know, I'm his height. I'm around 6'4". Um, six three, six four, whatever he is. Yeah. Um, I'm nowhere near that fast, but I, I just, I try to get every ball back. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. try to be a, a wall sometimes, and sometimes you go for it. Sometimes you sit back and be a wall and don't miss a ball, depending on matchup and whatnot. So, how are you, in terms of learning, um, and adapting your own game over the last several months? Because that's obviously adaptation within a match is one thing, but adapting and changing your game now that there's a scout on you. Have have you kind of had to adapt a little bit, and what have those adaptations been? Um, yeah, I mean, everyone is always all the coaches like hit to his forehand, hit to his forehand. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of, and I, I I've kind of been ready for that the last couple of years. I've been used to that, um, but I feel like that's helped sharpen my forehand because I'm hitting a lot of lot of forehands, yeah. and, you know, pressure moments and matches, and that builds yeah. over years. And it's like, okay, and if you do that, you know, tomorrow, it's like I'm not going to miss as as much as I was, you know, four or five months ago. So. Right. Yeah, I th- I think you know them targeting a specific you know weakness in my game is as has helped me improve. To be honest, do you feel like you've also become a much more offensive player over the last two years? Um, I would say I'm about the same. Okay. I I've always loved you know coming to net and like serve volley and, right. and and stuff like that. I've I've always enjoyed doing that, and um, it always kind of worked worked out for me. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, but, but some, sometimes it does, and I, yeah. I, I like it. You know, serving volleying is fun, and um, I like getting to net and transitioning. And I'm hard to pass because I'm six four, yes. you know, got that wingspan. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I've been working on my net play a lot. I missed a lot of, you know, bunny volleys in Tallahassee. Yeah. So, well, I, what I was really impressed with in that green clay stretch, that being your first professional clay court, sure, yeah, opportunity. Yeah. 
like I could tell you had been drilled that idea of the drop shot being important, drop shot being important. On I think clay, that was right? me o- over, <laughs> over. That was, that was, That's fair. Yeah. But like it was in the first couple of moments, it was just like, I have to hit the drop shot. And like there was yeah. change and just that uh, working through the problems in the middle of matches, which is not hard to do. I, who did you beat in Tallahassee first round? Carabelli. Carabelli, right. Yeah. Just like. Okay, at the beginning it was ugly, but then it was just kind of like, okay, this is when I can use it, this is when I can't, and that adaptation. And I, do you count that as a strength for yourself? Yeah, adapting in matches, yeah. I, I tend to figure it out after a couple of games what I need to do, depending on the opponent. Um, yeah, I figured it out that match. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I figured out, I mean, he was very fast and athletic, and it was yeah. like the drop shot, he's getting to every single one, unless I used it properly, and right. I wasn't really using it properly. I was like, okay, maybe I should just not do that and you know figure out a way through and I I eventually you know broke him down and it was worked out for me in the end I I stopped using the drop shot every other point and in the first set I remember that was my downfall I was drop shotting and drop shotting in all the big moments yeah even though my coach was like maybe don't do that on break points maybe don't do that on deuce points and I still did it and I paid the price in that set but I uh yeah figured it out eventually so all right, so let's let's go off the court here. Um, what what are the things that you do enjoy doing away from the court? Um, hobbies. I mean, you've got a girlfriend back home. Anything like no, that? No, not not All anymore. Right. Not anymore with okay. the girlfriend. Um, but I I've always enjoyed uh, video games. Okay. Um, the, growing up, yeah. right now. Oh, I don't really play. I don't have time anymore. But I I, I was a big Fortnite guy. Okay. A couple years ago, yes. I was big and I I loved playing it. Um, Clash of Clans, a big wow. game, a mobile okay. game. Yeah. Yes, so, I remember. Good, uh, good game. You know, it's it's died off. It in the, it's died off, but you, you know, remember uh, still good. Jeremy Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard the name. So he he apparently this was during the 2013 national championships when Clash of Clans initially came out. <laughs> spent uh, over a thousand dollars as well. Oh I was told God. on Clash of Clans <laughs> like upgrades. That's awesome. Like in the, in the first like few months that it was available. Right, right because so had, yeah, because Clash of Clans growing. takes a long time to yes. like to get yeah. I've I've never spent a dollar, which I'm super <laughs> pr- I'm super proud of myself because I know people like that who have spent so much money. Yes. It's like, oh my god, it's a it's a video game. What are you doing? But there's going to be a point, you know, where you're. I mean, the, the money's going to come in. You can bring a travel suitcase for your Xbox or yeah, whatever. maybe. I mean, yeah, but I always I always have my my computer on on hand, okay. so because I, I got to do school still. I'm still I got to finish up high school. So that's a valid point. I forgot yeah. about that whole smart yeah smart part. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I try not to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I try I try not to think. That that's good. why I do what I do. <laughs> For a living. Um, okay, so as, as we're wrapping up here, Alex, um, this was uh, the, the last couple of weeks with, with Rafa's announcement. Um, we, Noah and I, and he's been retired once already and then retired from pickleball, so twice retired for okay. him. Congratulations. And, and I just wanted to make sure I say so that Noah hears me, I hope you have a much more uh, successful career as a Wimbledon junior champion than he did. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope that for you. Um, but we've talked about this idea of, of retirement and what is success. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just just as a thought, yeah, experiment Shoot. here. Would you right now just trade? Just say okay, this is okay. If I said you get Richard Gasquet's career, would I trade that for from just, right now? Yes, and just say okay. That's. I mean, that's a, that's a. Mm, it's a tough thought yeah. experiment, right? It is. For it an is. eighteen-year-old on the come up. It is. It's tough because I mean, now I'm going to read some of the stats for you. Yeah, okay? I mean, I, this guy was top ten in the world, right? I mean, career high number seven, twenty million dollars in prize money. Okay, so he, he's he's chilling after yes. tennis. He's not. Yeah, sixteen ATP titles. It's a lot. Yeah, uh, three Slam semis and singles. Does have a doubles title, Grand Slam doubles title to his credit. He does. I didn't know that. Uh, bronze medal. 
and won the Davis Cup for France. France. So that's your thought experiment. You're 18. You are 262 in the world right Dang. now. But I say you can have $20 million Richard Gasquet's career. The guaranteed $20 million, plus his endorsements as well. Endorsements as the top French player for a bit of time. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's then a, you, you can't that's a play. Thought. Yeah, but then but then I'm almost done, right? Then I'm, then you, you then don't I'm get done. To play professionally, you don't yeah. have the experience of it. Yeah, and I just get money. No, I, I think I think I would, I would but take you, me. You're known as yeah, I'm known as a great yeah 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 right yeah. Player. I'm known as a great player. I think I would stick with oh oopsie sorry you're fine, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> yeah um I think I would stick with me I would I would you know try to live out all these experiences and maybe maybe on some planet I can do better than him, <laughs> which would be. An unbelievable career. But it's, a, it's a crazy thought experiment. Because it really is. Like outside looking in, people just say $20 million. Right, You don't yeah. have to put your body through it. Yeah, I mean. You won 16 titles. You're like a near Hall of Famer. Yeah. You're not going to get to Hall of Fame, I don't Close think. Close-ish. Like a near yeah. uh, all-time good yeah. at the very least. And he's, he doesn't have to do any work after his tennis career either. To choose his path from 35, 36 Which years. Which is very, not a lot of people get to do that. Yeah, right. it's a tough question. Yeah. All right. Um, so, what 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 are what are your short term, long term goals here? What what are you kind of hoping for for this summer? As I, I know, obviously, uh, Wimbledon coming up here. There's that possibility in and U.S. Open. Yeah. I think you'll obviously be uh, it, you'll you'll be hard to pass on a wild card. Yeah, um, I mean, ho- hopefully, but <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, Wimbledon. I think this is the last week to get points for for qualies. So. Right. Um, well, that's kind of the short-term goal. Even if I don't, um, I'm still going to go over and play some of the grass challengers with, okay. uh, with Eric. Okay. So that'll, that'll be fun either way. And, um, yeah, the U S open should be good. And there's a bunch of challengers and, and ATPs in, uh, the States after Wimbledon, there's yeah. so many. So, um, I can just go play qualities with my ranking or maybe get a couple wild cards cause yeah. I'm American. So we'll see. And then, um, yeah, um, I haven't really set any goal, like specific ranking yeah. goals just because of, um, just the mental thought process. I don't want to be like, oh, I have to get to this yes. by by X date, you know. So yeah, and especially with college being looming. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's just there's no reason to correct. put myself through the mental, you know, hula hoops. So is your body ready for this this summer? I think so. I've been doing a lot. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of fitness. I've been doing a lot of fitness back home the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, just getting in the gym, you know, four or five times uh, a week. Um, doing PT for my knees. Yeah. Nothing really wrong with my knees, just to alleviate some some soreness and whatnot. And, and that's really helped me over the last month since Savannah's been done. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready like for the you're ride. Scheduled well though, so that you're not. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I don't want to do like too much. Right. Yeah. All right. So. So here we go. Last question. Shoot. Um, these these two weeks we've got Little Rock and Tyler and then Tyler. I'm not Texas. doing Tyler though. Not doing Tyler. No. Okay. Because I was going to say like, how are you going to spend your time? There are not too many of your compatriots that you've come up with over the last couple yeah. of years. No, here. no one's here. Yeah, it's lonely. Um, it's it's a little <laughs> bit crazy for me as well. Some of the veterans that I've known for ten years are, are not here. It's uh, what what are you going to do with your time here in Little Rock? School. Got to finish up high school. Okay. <laughs> Still got a bunch of school to do. Um, and play my matches and maybe hit up Waffle House a couple times because uh, the waffles are, I mean, incredible waffles. Inc- I mean, You've got to do the hash browns, though. You know, yeah, yeah, right. I, had okay, the, okay, I had it. Yeah, okay. yeah I already I had it. I just want to make they're, sure. They're good. They're Pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, like seven out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. What, did you, what did you get? What did you put in it? I got like the chicken melt. It was like chicken and hash brown, and it was, it was pretty good. It was, you, can go, you can go over there and look. No, 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 no. <laughs> we got te- you got to go with like a, a ham, mushroom, cheese, jalapeno option. Is that cap chunked? I don't like mushrooms and, and jalapeno. Ugh. Okay. 
All right, I'm listen. also like I, I can't handle spices. Like, come yeah. on, yeah, You're super from weak, SoCal and you super can't... weak, can't do it. No, that's so disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I'm weak. I'm, I'm really weak. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. And those, like, you go next year to Acapulco, you're gonna be completely mad. Well, yeah, actually, I just won't be able to eat. I guess. Maybe maybe you'll be better than everybody else because apparently like half the field gets sick every year. So maybe yeah. you'll just bring your own SoCal food and maybe be fine. maybe I just get a ship down from SoCal, just <laughs> down to Acapulco. You know, Alex, thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Uh, good luck this week. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.